Welcome to On Base and Off Point with JR and Vinny. Life in, in the, the deep, deep end. end. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Vinny, welcome. Welcome to the pod. How was yeah. your week? I was busy. I bet you bet you're yeah. not as busy as yours, but I was pretty busy. I had a fairly busy week. What what did you wind up doing? So we had the big concert, the big that, British that's invasion. That's right, the British invasion. Yeah, that's that was right. Fun. So How, how was how was uh, how was playing on stage? You had a chance to. Play, I got to right? play. I got to play. Uh, who are you? By yeah. the who? It, it was fun because they just brought me up for one tune. I played with Quez, right? Who we brought out as a guest vocalist from Langley Air Force Base cool. to, to be the singer. And him and I deployed in 2013, so it was fun to get up on stage with him. He's like the Energizer Bunny. Oh, really? He just goes. You put him on stage, and it's like he had people calling a response and people snapping and. He, clapping. Did and, he do the the uh, Roger Daltrey uh, twirling in the microphone thing? No, but he did have kind of that Queen thing with the oh, the microphone, the, the and, microphone stand, and all that stuff. Right, that's cool. So, but he's just total total energy. How long is so, he been? Shout he out been? to Quez. He's retiring uh, next year, so he's probably at like twenty two, twenty three, somewhere oh, around there. That's great. Um, good guy. Great to come out. The guy you can come out one rehearsal. Ready to go. And we're going. We're, we're, it's showtime, baby. I like him more already. <laughs> well, he's a pro. That's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And there are people out there that are pros. and Play the gig. Play the rehearsal. Yeah. Don't, don't mince words. I was shocked at how many old people loved what we were doing. Because we started with like Fab Four, Beatles, I Want right. to Hold Your Hand, things like that. We went into Satisfaction. Satisfaction was like, okay, not my all-time favorite Stones tune. But no. people... Loved it, and he did this thing where, okay, where's my ladies in the house? You know, okay, ladies, when I say I can't get no, you say satisfaction, and people were really singing along and clapping. And you know our crowd. Yeah, they they have a tendency to be a little older. Well, they're blue hairs. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, I was trying to be. We had 650 people, which is whoa, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty decent sized crowd. We had some younger people there, and, Mm -hmm. and some of the usual, you know, 60s, 70s age, and they were clapping along. They were getting up and dancing. Nice. Some of the ladies were getting up and dancing to some of the stuff. I was, I was like, wow. Well, now, now that you're, you're, the band's what, fifteen people now? Yeah, we're fifteen people. And and you know, I retired in two thousand seven. When I retired in two thousand seven, it was sixty. And and there was a sixty piece band at Hanscom. Right. The band at Hanscom got got removed, and the band here went from sixty pieces and in two thousand and thirteen and knocked it down. To, in that process, between like nine and thirteen, I think it went down between to sixty, then to forty-five. Went to forty-five, and then then it, then people just started leaving left and right, and went down to fifteen after that. Well, there was another reorg. Yeah, they closed the ba- they closed the Robbins band, they closed a couple other bands, right, right, and this band went to fifteen. So you went from having back in the heyday when we came in <laughs> 60, 60 musicians in the major command, right, you know, and and now we're down to fifteen. 
And and what did it do for the the totals? I mean, not to turn this into you know a, a budget a budgetary meeting, but what did it, what did it do for the totals for um, the entire Air Force Band program? Because when I came in in '83, the, the Air Force Band program was like sixteen thousand or sixteen thousand, sixteen hundred people, or something like that. Yeah, I think we're we're closer to nine hundred maybe now or less. Yeah. Because there's three. I think there's three hundred in D.C., which is a separate career field. Right. Right. Because they're it's, special. It's a specialty band. They're, yeah, they're premier. They're, they're the they're big shots. They're specials in more than one way. And we have about 600. So maybe we have nine. I'm guessing at those figures. Because the Colorado band went, was a special band. Then it went back to, to regular band. Now it's my understanding that it's back to special. It's going to go back. It's, we're working on getting it back to what's called premier status, where you come in as an E6. Right. And um, it's going to be a long process, probably a four-year process to go back on par with the other services. Because the Navy... Academy, there are E sixes. Oh, I didn't even think Army, about that. Army, yeah, it's, it's kind of like get, getting back on par with the other services. So it's kind of an experiment that you know we're, we're changing back to the way we were. But it's it's interesting that we bring it up because when I got here, they had gone from sixty to forty five down to fifteen, and I think that after I think this band kind of felt like a red headed stepchild. Oh, I'm sure people felt like, well, we're next. Yeah, well, well it's just uh, my, my question was going to be without going into this too far. Yeah. I mean, if you had to do some forecasting, the idea of this band ever getting back to a 60-piece status or a 45-piece uh, status yeah. is probably not that, that great. No, it's probably not going to. You never know. I mean, of course not. But I think you have what you have. We This is what we have now. We have a 15-piece right. band at the major headquarters. You know, it's the command band. We're the only asset they have. So how do we make this great? Right. And you got to do. You got to do you something. Can't, you got to forget about what oh, happened. Well, of course, you're already. It's already passed. It's not going. You can't whine about it or cry about it. It's going to happen. And the people that are still here, I, I tell them, let's make this something that's great. This is an opportunity to make something great here. So, we're kind of shifting. It's like changing culture is like turning an aircraft carrier. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really is. It I mean, requires a little bit of time. It, it takes a lot of time. They said to develop a habit, it takes 21 days, or to quit a habit, it takes 21 days. Well, well let, me, let me ask you something. Not to go too far on a tangent, but you were the in the, the first bass player, one of the first bass players that were in the PACAF band at Hickam. Yeah, I started the band at Hickam. That was right. the first 15-piece band. The first 15-piece band. Yeah. So going there, obviously, it wasn't a takeaway situation. It was it's an, an adding. Ad, adding situation. But... It still was similar in the fact that you guys were, came from a culture that was big band, a big organization. 60, everyone came si from a 60-piece organization. To a and, 15. And now the, the, the stories I heard, obviously you were there, but yeah. the stories I heard, you went from going, okay, there's 60 people that can help with, with doing their job musically, but there's also 60 people that we need to take care of vouchers, take care of money, take care of this, loading take care the of that, truck, all that stuff, booking the gigs. And, and now you've gone, cause the, cause when I was in the band in Japan, mm -hmm. the band in Japan was 30 pieces and it was a big deal going from 60 to 30, right. you know, or actually for the, from what we used to call it the refugees when the bands had, you know, got moved in 91. So we had like 80 people at the Scott band wow. and we were losing those people eventually through yeah, attrition. Through attrition. Right. So as far as gigs go, I was a staff sergeant, you know, basically with my thumb in my ear, you right. know, not doing anything, anything of importance. But then when I went to Japan, they're going, oh, you got this gig, you got this gig, you're doing this, you're doing this. Yeah, the work was. You know, so so what was it like for you in a 15 piece band? Well, even though it was an addition, you know, 
it was you had to do all this other extra stuff. Well, the, the bummer was you're starting from scratch. Usually, when you show up somewhere, they already have a truck. They hand you. They hand you everything. <laughs> they already Here's have a. Base, they have this. a band hall. Right, right. They have a facility. Right. You just show up and you're like, oh, you're going to be the voucher guy, or you're going to be supply. Right. Whatever you're going to be, you're going to be. We showed up and there was nothing. We had a, we had a desk at PACAF Public Affairs. That was started it. there. Yeah, we started there. It's like somebody go. I was vehicle control officer. Go find us a truck. Air Force didn't. Air Force sent me to the Navy. I went over to Pearl Harbor and I get, I get the nicest truck, that you know the Navy. We showed up to gigs with the Navy band, uh huh, and they were pissed because oh, they had like they steak trucks, of course. And we had a deuce and a half. It, they're Air like conditioning, oh. and it said U.S. Navy on the front. <laughs> oh, beautiful! Oh, the Navy's here. Wait a minute, these guys look like they're in the Air Force. The Navy goes, hey, why don't we have that truck? But it's beautiful. Yeah, so. It was it was interesting because you didn't it was not a subtraction it was a total addition and you felt like this is something special no one's done this right so morale was high because so, of that yeah because you were selected to start this band and I was just an E four and it was really kind of cool and we were building something out of nothing whereas when I got here they just taken everything away and morale was very low right you know and it's like well it's whatever whatever product we put together I'm like hey guys. We can make this whatever we want to sure. make it. So we're in a process of rebranding and, and really living up to I want this band to just kick ass and take names. Right. We only have 15 people, but that doesn't mean we can't be, you know, find new ways to do new things. Yeah. You know, and that's what this concert was about. It was about, you know, okay, so we're doing British rock tunes. Most, you know, when you think military band, that's usually not what you think about. But it was really well received. People dug it, and you know what else? I think the band dug it because they got. A, you get, we had a drum solo. Oh yeah. We did Moby Dick, and let the drummer just go. Everyone else can leave the stage. You know. That's beautiful. Exactly. That's perfect. So, but all in all, um, it was fun, and, and then we can take these tunes and throw them together with our last concert, which was the Motown thing, and oh, that's beautiful. Put together a fun summer show, and I'm going to be playing a lot this summer. Oh, that's, yeah, because the bass player Lancer is going to Thailand or whatever? He's going to go to Thailand, and then he's going to go out to Offit. Oh. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be working a lot of Air Force gigs this well, summer. that's good for you. Playing bass. That's good for you. Yeah, man. I'm, you I'm stoked. That's perfect. I'm stoked about it. So um, we could launch into a tune early tonight. I, I think we should... We usually, it's like we talk forever. We have diarrhea of the mouth, <laughs> well, and then we finally play a tune. So we get just, on a subject. You know. I know. And then we go to another subject, and then another subject. But I'd like to play one of your tunes to start start off with. Okay. We you wrote a couple tunes this week. Yeah, I, and we, we kind of ran through it. I'm not exactly sure um, what kind of name we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna use for okay. it. Okay. Um, but, you know, given the fact that... This there's a subject in here that we're eventually going to talk about, so this is kind of like the preface to the whole thing. So we're we're talking about how people get along, right? You know, so maybe we can we can call, you know call this get along or something something like that. You know, we'll just we'll just call the name of this as opposed to come together. Well, well, if we call get, it come get together, together. Yeah, get together, get together. Maybe we maybe get, it's get together. Maybe we'll call it get together. That that, that like, sounds like a good a good name. We, I mean, we've been, we've been working on it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like it. I, it's remember the fastball tune, the way. No, I don't remember I, that I, one. I, I'm not going to try to sing it, but this this has that kind of a little bit of a flavor to it. Yeah, well, it's A minor, which opposed to the Beatles tune, come together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, now everybody's going to be, oh, we're going to hear, t- no. You know. No, we're not doing that. We're doing Vinny's tune. Yeah, we're called we'll Get call Together. Get Together. We'll call it Get Together. Getting it together. Get- Move something. Send me something together because, yeah. yeah, it's about people getting together. Pulling it, pulling it together. Pulling it together. <laughs> pull it together, man. Pull it together. Get together, man. What the hell? So A minor. A minor. The, right. the third saddest of all keys. <laughs> D minor is the saddest of all keys. It's You know, I'm kind of influenced by Bach and Mozart. It's kind of a... Mock oh, piece, okay. yeah. Thank little you. Little lines yeah. intertwining and weaving. You know, we need we need to find a time where we put a TV over here and just have that playing in the background, <laughs> just low enough that we can hear the lines and go, oh yeah, 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 that one. La <laughs> la la la. That's that's really nice. That's really nice. What what do you call that? Like my love pulp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to rewatch that so I make sure I oh get the lines goodness. right. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And we're not calling this to it's now. no, it's not. This one's not. It is. It's not D minor either. It's A minor. It's the second. Thir- the third saddest. There's third e, saddest. D minor, E minor, e minor and A minor. A minor. Right, right. Right. So, right. So now we've added, you know, four more minutes to our talking. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're gonna get to this tune right away. It's by Vinny. It's called. Shit sandwich. <laughs> Shit sandwich, Stonehenge, and get it together. Get it together. So it's, it's from... Uh, it's it's, the, it's the, kind of a... The Black uh, Album. <laughs> the Black Album. It's none more black. You can't get none, none more black. That's the answer. All right. Here we go. Thank you. 
After that, uh, nobody, uh, nothing will. Beautiful. Dude, nice tune. Thanks, man. That's Have a fun. nice tune. I always love when you go to a bridge and it's like, it's like, ah! Yeah, big release. Yes. Oh, I'm happy. We're getting together. <laughs> There's all this hard work. We're finally getting together. That, you know, I, I listen to a podcast, you know, I'm a big Jordan Peterson fan, and he talks about, well, how do you develop relationships? And okay. really what you do is is you share just a little something with somebody. Right. Just a little, you give them a little... A taste of something. Well, of I, I, I want to see, yeah, and, and what I'm looking for, are you going to reciprocate? Okay, that makes sense. So if you reciprocate something sensitive, something about you that maybe 
you know, you're just not thrown out there to the general public, then I might go a little deeper and give you a little something. Well, yeah, I get that. And now that we're talking about it, you know, and, and that's how you develop um, relationships is, is, is just incrementally right. taking things yeah. a little or, or exposing things about you that, you know, maybe you don't want to share with everybody. Yeah, if, you're, if you have diarrhea of the mouth, I mean, you know, and just let everybody know what's going on. You know, it's um, um, there's no there's no real way that you can get something to happen, and and I mean like if I start if I met you for the first time and I started telling you my deepest darkest secrets, you're gonna go this guy's fucking needy or something. You know? <laughs> Please yeah. stay away from me. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Man. Meet your Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this guy Mike shows up at the concert and he was in the Air Force. He's in safety but and and I mean he walks into the concert hall and sees me in uniform, and boom. Oh no! Mike starts talking to me, oh, and no. I'm like, yeah, I was you well, safe, of course. Blah, blah, blah. And then I go, uh, "This is my boss. I go, you talk, nice talking to you, Mike." I go talk to someone, and then he's coming backstage. <laughs> oh no! Oh dude! Oh, he that's... was a nice guy. Yeah, but then, you know, but, but, but it was, there's, it was a, like, there's a line. And then he was taking he's taking pictures, and I said, "Mike, if you want, you can go on up, you know." And then he wanted to talk to me during the concert. I'm like, I can't talk. I got to watch the show. <laughs> I, I got things to do. <sighs> See now. This bring this brings up kind of a, a, a tangential subject, but but when you're t- when you're getting along with somebody, let's uh, you you and me are friends, and right. we're both friends with a third person, and you like that person, you think that person is the best thing since sliced bread, and for some reason that person gets under my skin, whatever whatever the deal is. I you I try my best and you say hey dude I really like the guy or I like the girl she's she's very nice I'm going I don't get it it's not the same I get I get this this attitude that that, that somehow you know chemistry I guess oh well yeah but but the thing is is it goes back to the Jordan Peterson thing if you and I are letting each other know about what's going on with our lives and I'm close to you and I go I get you I understand what you're, we're talking about and then this third person comes in and it's like for you it's like oh yeah it's same same and I'm going right. No, it's prickly. Why is it prickly? It's not right. There's something wrong about this thing. That's a, it's an interesting um, dynamic because it, it talks to um, personality types, I think, to a degree. Sure, we go back to the lenses things and everything else about personalities. And know. there's certain things that might just drive you nuts about that you might have a, a pet peeve about... <laughs> Whatever it is, it could be like a lot of people like to look people in the eyes and you judge, we judge people about, you know, it's interesting because human beings, we have, we can see the whites of our eyes and that's how we judge one another because I'm, I'm watching where you're watching right. and try it sometimes. If you're talking to somebody, look over while you're talking at something and, and almost kind of concentrate and watch them. Go they will turn their head and, and look. I, I and know look. that for sure. Yeah. yeah. And fold your arms. While you're talking you, to them, you give them and the next thing you know, they're gonna, they're mirroring you. Well, well, there's, there's, and you don't even do it consciously. We just subconsciously. Oh no, it's all subconscious. Yeah, it's but, crazy. But like, if somebody asks you something and and you don't want to necessarily give them information, or you want to start thinking about something, or you want to share share something that's that's not true. Like if somebody said, you know, like the guy Mike, you know, you're talking to him and he, and you're like, I, I got to get away. <laughs> Everybody does has a tell. We naturally look. Up into the left, I think it's up uh, into the left. I don't think it's up into the right. I think it's up into the left, where we're like searching for an answer that's not really truthful. Hey, I'm sorry, I got to go watch the cat, you know. And, and, and that answer is somewhere up into our left, right? And we we obviously I have to look find up to see it up it. there. I know it's, it's up, up there, there somewhere. somewhere. 
Oh, you know, what could it be? But but that that whole it, it, excuse it, me, I, I gotta I gotta poo. Yeah. I'll, I'll be. <laughs> I gotta go back. <laughs> I've got. I've had my stomach's I, not been good. Yeah, I'll be. I, I've been. I'll be right I'll back. I'll be right back. I had oatmeal for breakfast. Matter of fact, I won't be back. I'll see you yeah. later. Uh, forever. No. But the, the the flip side of that goes too. You, especially in the Air Force, you meet a lot of people. Oh, t- yeah, tons. You know, tons. And and you know, there are certain people you meet and you go, "Wow, this person is a total." Bloody blah, and I don't like them, and I don't want to be around them. And then you meet another person, and, and instantly it's like this kinetic sense of what's going on is right there. You you connect right and well. And then we've I think we've had this conversation before on, on a on a beta podcast where I'm talking about like somebody like Mezzanotti, Paul Mezzanotti. If I walked into a room with Paul Mezzanotti, we would pick up instantly where we left off. Sure, just like you would. Right. Because we I have talked a, with Paul a couple days ago. How is he? He's doing great. Good, good. He's he's down in Clearwater. Is he in Clearwater? Or, Tampa or, area. Tampa area. Because I'll, I'll I'll tell you something. About Anyways. That. Anyway, the the point is is that we would pick up where we left off. There was a, a chief Jerry Thomas that I was stationed with in uh, in uh, Japan, and Jerry was a chief in D.C. under Syrix, and he came out here for a conference, and we walked in and it was like instant, right back where we were. You know, we were just kept carrying on conversation like we had never, never left each other's side. And yeah. that's just the way it is. Now, there's other people, you, you take a moment, you're going, so, how's the family? Well, Rick uh, Cortez, our, our jazz missionary, right? he Paul, called me, and we talked for an hour, hour and a half, and it was just like we were back in college, you know? Matter of fact, I know he's a little heavier and balder than he was back then, but I still picture, when I'm talking to him what on the phone, about, yeah. I still picture college Rick Cortez. Right. You know, and I, I, you know, I'm sure I, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot fuglier than I was. Well, we're bass players. We're not supposed to be nice. Exactly, like exactly. But like with Rick, it's just like we, he sounds the same, and we're having the conversations just like right. we, we had not, you Nothing's know, missed a, a beat at all. Well, exactly. Had, had, for the both of us, you left in what 2003. Yes. And so I haven't seen you for seven years. When did you get back here? 17? Last October. So uh, yeah, it was... 17. No, no, 17. 17. Yeah, 17. So we hadn't seen each other in 14 years, and it was the same. It was like, bang. Yeah. You know, hey, man, what's going on? What's going on with you? You know, and no, no. Oh, so you have four children, right? You oh. Know, uh, yeah, I'm so looking I've at got the left. left. I've, got yeah, I've got to go. Yeah. I've, got, I've got to go poo. <laughs> I've got to go poo. <laughs> I'm going to start using that line. But Vinny. I'm sorry. I really come back, to go Vinny. to the bathroom. I have this idea. It's called... A podcast. No, Vinny, come back. Uh, JR, I've got to go poo. I, I, I can't stay. I've got to go wash I've the gotta... cat. I've got I've to wash the cat. My, what... base, my base needs to be fixed. I need, I need to go change strings. Uh, and, and uh, but you said you just did that, Vinny. Vinny, Vinny. I've got Where 13 bases. This may take a while. Get away from me, kid. You bother me. You bother me. <laughs> yeah. Never work with children. Children are animals. It's Yeah, it's interesting how some people um, relate... And it's like, I've I've got two different friends that maybe they don't get along, especially like as musicians. Right. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah, because because now you go, well, dude, I'm working with this guy, and he doesn't want to work. Did you with notice you. that like sometimes rhythm players and horn players, there's there's like, that don't work. Yeah, like especially guitar and trumpet players. Yo, they're, they're they just do. They're like water. They're, they're and like oil, oil and vinegar. They're yeah, the oil It just and doesn't. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. I, I don't I don't get that because like from sitting in the perspective of the rhythm. I section, don't think it's music either. It's just it's just like maybe it's they're both type A's. Well, maybe they're too similar. I think it's their personalities. I mean, you you gravitate toward your instrument that your personality is. 
you know, I, I, maybe, maybe. I mean, and, and guitar players can can be can have that bombasticness to them, and so so can trumpet players. You know, you get vocalists. Oh God, it's. I'll say this in the nicest way possible, because I I have a lot of vocalist friends and and I, I love vocalists, but the variety of personalities that go with vocalists. It's like it's like rolling a pair of dice and just seeing what happens. When you get really good ones, it makes you oh, really like oh. Felita. Felita's wonderful. Quez was the same way, yeah. and it's like these are the people I want in front of my young singers to demonstrate uh, multiple things: positive attitude. Oh God, yeah. Competence when it comes to a multitude of things. Professionalism. Well, when it comes to knowing how to rehearse a band, how to be humble. How to um, interact with the band without coming off as a prima donna, and and also how to take information and go, oh yeah, we can do we that. Can do this I got that. that. Right. You know. It, it, so there's so many things that a quality musician that's a vocalist brings to. Well, it's it's like it's like you were talking stage. about di- the dynamic of a band, and I, I think we had, we had this conversation before we started the pod about about uh, the fact that. You can have a lot of young people that are energetic and want to do something, and you realize that they need some kind of guidance. And sometimes that gelling that's supposed to happen when you put together a band, you know, let, let's face it, you know, you, you can take an archetype band like the, like the Beatles and say, well, that band went through some changes. I mean, with, with Pete wow. Sutcliffe and Pete and sure. you know, or Stuart Sutcliffe and Pete Best. Those guys never made it to the point where they were famous, you know, and that, that band turned into something else because of it. It did. And, it did and, the, yeah. and even then, the dynamic of the band got to a point. And then it went away because well, because it, of the dynamic well, that dy- in a certain situation. The dynamic took itself to the point where they they were dissolved. They, they dissolved, yeah. Right, and went their different ways. So. And if you, and, well, I, I'm, I'll, I'll get into a big tangent. With, but you know, Paul McCartney had the most most singles post Beatles. That does not surprise me. And, and that may be because of his longevity and the fact that John Lennon didn't, you know. Well, didn't well, that's true. Story. But I I thought Lennon was more the poet. I thought right. McCartney was more. Uh, the musician, if you will, when it comes to like composing, coming up with tunes or right. understanding how tunes work, and I think I thought they fed well off one another. They, f- they fed brilliantly off of, of of one another. But the other thing about it is the way that the Beatles were progressing at the point of them stopping. Mm-hmm. What the band, what Wings and Paul McCartney became, was what, in my opinion, would have been what the Beatles were if they had continued. Because I, I look at the, the Beatles, not to take anything away from George Harrison, because George Harrison was a wonderful composer, oh, yeah, wrote, wrote some amazing yeah. songs. While my, car, while my guitar gently weeps, you know, something, you know, um, and all these things must pass, you know, there's so much, so much good stuff. But the, the beginning Beatles, in my opinion, were John Lennon's Beatles. They, yeah, they yeah, I can up, see that. They wound up doing all of the all of the early stuff, the twist and shouts, and the you know, please, Mister Postman, and all the all the things that they did. And then, it, and Paul kind of started, in my mind, I don't know, you know, people will argue with it, but he started taking over as far as as far as what they were doing. Lennon influenced his music, so it wasn't so happy that that it was a it was a it was a popish band. So I, I, this is there. where I hear Lennon. Right, it's kind of a. Then in London, I hear more of a. 
Or Paul, Paul, Paul McCartney is Barbara. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's there's Mr. Positivity in there, and Len, Lennon just wanted to go and go home and brood that he was married at an early age. And McCartney, Lennon, whatever it is, we've got to use poetry. <laughs> whatever it is, the lads from Liverpool. <laughs> so anyway, that, but that talks about the the archetype about how to deal with a putting together a band. I mean, now, we're all not looking for the Beatles when we put together a band, but in the situations you are in now. The influence that you bring in by having Fleeta come to a con sing in the concert, yes, or this guy from Quez, from Quez or um, uh, the the other guy that sang at the Motown thing, the Griffin, yeah, was like, yeah. Curtis, Curtis, Curtis was Griffin. a badass. Those all influence the way that th those people will now think, and they'll use them as sure because any exposure you have to anybody else, positive or negative, has some kind of an is effect. going to drive, yeah. You yeah. one way or another. It, it may set you to a point where I'm going, I'll never do it. You can thing. even work with a really crappy singer and go like, oh my God, I don't want to be like this still, asshole. You still learn from it. Yeah, yeah still, there's still learn yeah. from the situation. For sure, you know, for a, sure. A hell of a lot better than, than when you're trying to figure out what to do, you know, yeah. by yourself. It's you know. tough. It is tough. You know, and being a musician is tough. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a rough life, you know. So, I want to talk about the man card. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Erd! Hard right turn. I, I've, uh, I've, I've got my man card somewhere on me. How At what I... point? So here's my question for you. Okay. At what point are you ready to turn in the man card? What is it around the house? Because if you own a house, like we both own houses. Right. At what point are you like, okay, it's not worth it. I'm just going to... I'm calling some other man to fix my house. All right, well, well, let's let's back up because there's 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 some precursors to this. Okay. All right. <laughs> If oh, you say so. Oh, no. There, are, there are certainly are. <laughs> because I've experienced them in my 50, nearly seven years of life. When we're having this conversation at 30. Right. There is no. Be before I fell out of the attic. But go ahead. Right. There is, no, <laughs> there is no way I'm giving up my man card at the age of 30 to anyone for multiple reasons. One, I can still do everything. Well, B, you couldn't afford to. Well, that's the second part. Second part is it's 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 kind of a sliding scale. I'm, I, for the people that are not on the podcast, mm -hmm. there's five two wingspan, five foot wingspan, my T Rex arms. <laughs> uh, there's the 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 age, the age you're at, and the money you have, and eventually mm -hmm. they intersect. As your, I should say it this way: as your as your age grows, generally your money grows with it. And there's a point of intersection where you are, I'll just say it, nearly at my age, maybe a little older, where you're going, I am not doing blankety blank anymore. Yeah. Somebody else is. There are things on the continuum that I will not fuck with. For example? Power boxes. Now, Electricity. Let's talk about the, the uh, breaker box. Right. Oh, you need a new breaker box. I am not putting... Uh, there... Okay... I will change a light bulb. Yeah, I'll change a light bulb. I will. I, I might even. I if might my even, dad's around, <laughs> I might even hang. I, I'll a, install a, a ceiling a, fan. Yeah, We're sure. In the same place. Yeah. I, you know, if I have somebody to hold something while I'm doing that, that's fine. Because I know how to turn the breaker up. I have the little the little tester thingies. Okay, there's no power here. I'm not going to hurt not myself. I'm going to hurt myself. But but, but I'm not doing like I don't know the difference between between 220 and 440. It's only 220 
Well, yeah. It's different types of wire. One is going to kill you. I think they could both kill you, man. Yeah. But my dad, I mean, he knows all about what 440 and 220. And they, you know, back in the day, yeah. my grandfather, who taught him, my mom's 221, dad. whatever it takes. What, 220? <laughs> That's Michael Mr. Keaton. Mr. Mom. Yeah, Mr. Mom. Yeah. 220, 220, whatever it takes. But the, 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 well, here's the other thing. The, there's, I think there's levels to this. So on the, on the, the level one, level one includes things like grass, edging. You know, Those are rudimentary. Well, that's why I said it's level one. Okay, level one. Yeah, that's, uh, that's entry level. That's entry level stuff. Sure. No, no and your kids, what, your kids should be doing that crap. Well, that's the second part of this. We have kids for one reason, so they can do our chores as we get older <laughs> and eventually take care of us and wipe our own asses. That's their, that's their job. Oh, boy. Okay. They, they don't know. We've got three of them. They think they're, they're, I don't want any of them wiping my ass. Well, you, you say that now. <laughs> yeah, I'm only 50. Yeah. Wait till you're 90. Yeah, wait till you're, wait till you're 90. And I you, wait you, plenty you, of their asses. They, I'll tell you they, that they, much. They've given you too much applesauce. I'll wait, tell you wait. what. Come here. I, <laughs> I need a wipe. <laughs> when you have three at a time, it's a lot of diapers. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I don't remember who's They, they I was need to work. pay you back for what they've, what they've done to you. And your wife. All right. My kids are not allowed to listen to this podcast. I don't know. I haven't named this podcast yet, but they will be banned from listening to this. The, the, sec, the second level is, is more, more um, involved. So we can talk about um, things, additions to the house, you know, refinishing a basement, um, you know, uh, maybe outside, outside stuff that includes making a deck, you know, something like that. You know, things yeah, that don't happen all the time. There's things I'm pretty comfortable with doing, and I'll like a plumbing. I'll set a toilet. Oh yeah, setting a toilet, I can do that. That's Trying to clean out the, the the drain or the pipes, right? Until I get frustrated because the sink is backed up for four days and no right. dishes have been done. <laughs> then I'm, I'm turning in the man car I'm because it's well, been well, four days. I, I you haven't figured it out, dumbass. I don't call that... Call the, the plumber. I don't call it turning in a man car. What are, I call that is... You're turning it in. No, you get you get a punch card for that. <laughs> a punch card. You get a punch card. If, oh, if, the, if, if you do that 10 times, then you have to turn uh, it in the man car. So there's a, another punch my damn man car. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you've got certain punches uh, that in there. For level one, they just swipe your man card right away. It comes yeah. down to pride. Well, There's a pride to it where it's like, I am not calling somebody to un- unclog these pipes. I'm just not doing it. I'm going, okay, more Drano, more liquid drain, more liquid plumber. It's Get the for, snake. It's time for muratic oh, acid. There, there's there's a, a, a place where I can put the snake in down below, and I'll right. run it out all the way to the thing. I'm, damn it, I'm going to fix this thing, and I'll be damned if I'm going to call some. But when it comes to fooling with a breaker box? No. Come Fuck on, come on over. Come follow, on. Follow it up. Well, yeah, I tried to here, here's one I had to turn in the man card. It was the thermostat. And I YouTube it. I'm like checking out. Okay, I can oh, change a okay. the thermostat. It's not that hard. I can do this. Uh-uh. Uh, I, uh, it was hot. <laughs> it was hot. My, <laughs> there was no air conditioning my, my, at night. <sighs> Honey, call somebody. Call, call somebody. Okay, punch, I, give I a punch. Punch the punch the, I'll get a punch from the man card. And the guy said, Oh, you had one wire off. Because there's like Ten wires that, or seven wires that go into and come out of the wall and go into the thermostat, the little box. Oh, yeah. You know, the little yeah, box yeah. on right. the wall. Right. It's got multiple little, and there's blue, and there's all these different colors. <laughs> and then you get a different box that's not the same. You know, the thermostat's not the same as the one you're replacing because you can never find the, 
the same damn box, of course, you know? Of not. And you're like, okay, so I'm, I'm following YouTube. And you're like, oh, this is easy. This is what, you know, and they tell you, it's the handler that blew it, blah, 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 blah. And I had everything. But I'm, I had one off. I was off by one wire, and the damn thing would not go. The guy was like, yeah, tell your husband nice try, but he had, he had one wire off. That'll be eight hundred dollars. <laughs> that's exactly. That's, what and that's that's when you grab your testicles and go. Oh, oh. <laughs> stupid so, man card. So so mine was the air conditioner. It would trip on, and then it would would continually go off. Like it was thirty seconds on every go. Oh, the air conditioner's working. What happened? It's off. So now this particular place now now that I'm living in is a rental, but it's still a house. And, and you try not to call the, the landlady because you just don't want crap, right? So I say, honey, this isn't working. It's like 85 in here. We have, we have to call the landlady. So the guy shows up, and he goes, oh, this is an easy fix. Says you it's an easy fix. Easy what the hell you. are you talking about? Yeah, but they do it all the time. It's like play, play a C major scale. Sure, you know. <laughs> we both play the same tempo. Yeah, sure, because we do it all day, every day. Right. So he, he walks in and he goes, oh, 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 oh th this is an easy fix. Um, I, I probably won't even charge the landlady. This, this, this is simple. I go, well, what was it? He goes, well, here, I'll show you. Fuck, don't show me. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's like me going, here, say, yeah, here's his bass. We're going to play Donnelly. Well, the, the, oh, it's that, it was that complicated. No, it, it wasn't that complicated, but you had to you had to reach inside the damn air conditioning unit, the, the, the HVAC unit, pull out this little thing that's like this big, and you had to sand the end of it because it wasn't it wasn't kicking off the the uh, it was it was kicking off the thermostat because it, it wasn't reaching or hitting or right. some shit. Fuck, I'm not doing that. And besides, it's not my house. And somebody else is going to come out and fix it. I don't, and, and I wouldn't give my man card. He, he, he left it off. You, know. you sit down, Lee. Yeah. Uh, fix my air conditioner. Thank you. Drive through. Would you like? Would you like fries with that? <laughs> Paper or plastic? My pleasure. No, because they have the tools and the experience. It's like one little thing you get wrong. It's like one wire, like I said. So you go one wire wrong, and you're you're like you think you're a complete moron. Like yeah, you almost had it, but yeah, yeah, you were close. No, no, yeah. No. Well, good luck playing Donna Lee. Right. Yeah, or or, or anything involved with the bass. Yeah. Electrician. <laughs> good luck with that, man. Damn bastard. <laughs> I was only one. I was only one wire off, man. You're like a million notes off. <laughs> you're like a million notes off, man. Because I'm a, I'm playing Donna Lee, and then I'm gonna solo on it. And you can't do that because, you know. You don't even know what I'm playing. You don't even know what key is, and you don't even know what key is, man. It's called A flat. Eat that. One wire off. Uh, now here's your $800. Here's, Crap. Here's your $800. I'm going to go home and cry in my pillow. <laughs> I got a tune. Oh, well, you do? I wrote a tune. What you calling it? I'm calling it the win uh, the mirror. The window. <laughs> no, the mirror. The win <laughs> window, mirror. Hey, pause, go left, left. <laughs> Help me. I was thinking of windows, which is a Chick Corea tune. Yeah, it's a really nice way. But this is has nothing to do with... Um, we can call it breaker box. <laughs> no, we should change it. It does have an electric feel to the beginning. Yeah, it sure does. You don't have kind of electric feel to the beginning of it. I call it the mirror. I don't know why. Um, but it, it's just, it's kind of a, yeah, let's just kind of, I, I like that. It's got a little pro 
compulsion to it. Yeah. Maybe it's, I do need to change the name. I'll have to let it sit for a while. The breaker box is broken. <laughs> breaker, breaker we can call it man card. Man card. <laughs> no, because this tune moves, man. It's, this is kind of like it. I want something you, to kind you of move. You want my man along. card? Come and get it. It pulls my cold, dead hand. <laughs> when I get electrocuted for messing with the breaker box. He did. <laughs> he ain't getting up. Reach he in did. his pocket and get his man card. <laughs> Singed. Singed. It, Singed. It, it just it just says ma. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you used to say man card. Now it says ma. <laughs> it's kind of singed on the end. It, this isn't a minor key either, so it's not the saddest of all keys. It's not the saddest of all keys. <laughs> so it's in F. I don't know why I just came up with this. It was just. Didn't, didn't you say you were in a mood when you wrote this? I was kind of in a funk. You know, sometimes you just grab the instrument and you just start pounding on some. Oh, yeah. And then you're like. This goes here. And sometimes you just know where it goes. Right. It's like, yeah. this goes here. There's other times you stare off and go, what do I do after this? And, and you sometimes go, huh? you're just like, no, I hear it. I, I hear, hear it right it. away. Yeah. And this, this was one of those tunes where it's like, okay, I'm hearing this. Uh, this is going here. And then it kind of has a separate section for the solos, which is a little dirtier. Oh, yeah. Same tempo, but it's, it's a little, um, you know, diminished minor sound. It's a little John Lennon-y. A little, a little John Lennon. So this is really, I could call this McCartney Lennon. <laughs> M&L. I mean, yeah, this is M&L. <laughs> like deep P&L. Dating <laughs> Power and Light. Yeah. This is M&L. M&L's, uh, yeah. M&L's angst. Because the, the, the top of it is a little McCartney-ish. It's got some sus chords and some major, yeah. you know, I guess. Happy, the, happy. You know, and then when we get to the to the to the solo section you got a little yeah kind of like that you know something like that which i don't think lena would write that per se but it's, well, it's, a, little, it's a little more D minor. It's, it's a little more like D minor. Bach and Mozart kind of thing. You know, it's not quite. This, that, that bridge is an E minor. So e minor. It's, it's the fifth saddest of all keys. But it gets hard played. Derek Smalls on bass, he wrote this. So, all right, we're going to give this a run. All right. It's called The Mirror for now until we rename it. P&L. Dayton P&L. <laughs> Dayton, Paul, and Lennon. <laughs> Dayton, Paul, and Lennon. That's it. Okay. Uh, we M&L. Of us. That could be... Was it, it's Dayton Power and Light. D-P-N-L. P-N-L. That's, we can make it... McCartney. Say goodnight, JR. <laughs> goodnight, JR. <laughs> Thinking too hard. Yeah, let's just play the tune. Okay, this is called The Mirror. Thank you. 
gotta say i love the bass part <laughs> dude you were rocking the bass part i, I love it I love it was it so you fun. were like throwing down like some kind of like metal band you need hair you need like the hair I'm, going yeah I need my hair it's yeah. like metallica yeah. you, you were like <laughs> rocking a nice metallic and it was like a i could feel though that you had like a nice pulse to it though you had a real nice pulse to it you know which is hard because i'm up there just trying to you know i'm up in the stratosphere here just going it's, it's easy to get, you know, to lose that groove. I had to look away. It's so easy to lose that. 
I had to look group. away when we were playing it so I could focus on not fucking up. <laughs> so, but I was looking at you. Up. I was looking at you going, where the fuck is one? <laughs> I, He's going to butter Can you at least tap a foot or something? <laughs> Somebody throw me a bone here. <laughs> yeah, uh, something to work on. I don't know. It's, it's, it's got potential. It's got potential. Uh, it would be, you know what would be fun is, you know, we were talking earlier about different people and personalities. You know, if I throw this out in front of a sax player and a oh, drummer, yeah. you know what I mean? Is it, yeah. it's for us to play it here as, as two bass players is one thing, right? I, I I like the idea of of us doing these things. I mean, obviously we've got we've got. If a lot they work of with two bass players, we should be able to well, do an album. Well, I, hopefully, Jesus, God, you know. But I look at it this way: in this state, where you know, because we both bring in tunes. Yeah. And we we run them beforehand, so we make sure that we got them right. So we're we, we're, we're not yeah, we run down confused. the form, and we we might talk about it and go, hey, do this instead of this, or do this instead of that. But basically, it's it's pretty much you know live and in person. So yeah, and the, so when we're doing this, in this particular situation, I love watching those things grow because yeah. it, you sit at home and do all this stuff, and you don't have anybody interact with you. So you have an idea about this, and then somebody does this little twist here or there, and you're going. Oh, oh, damn, that yeah. sounds so much better. And we do that a lot. We'll be like, yep. have you thought about making this, this a dominant thing. as opposed to a major? And you go, oh, that really gives it just a little a little something that was missing because you just have your perception of these right. things. Yeah, well, it's, you're sitting at home going, boy, this sounds really good. And you it know. does. But, but And it does. Time. But when you collaborate, it's win-win. And right. You're getting some input from somebody else's ears with different experiences. Sure. That's giving you some great advice. Sting is coming out with a new album. Cool. And it's all his old songs. Oh, is he doing something different with them? Yes. It's like, these are my songs. These are, I'm like the, you know, it's like, these are my tunes. And some are from the police and some are from his solo stuff. But he's like, I, I, I've, I've had these on the road forever. Yeah. You know, and I know, I, it's just like I've taken him to a different place. And this is, I, I wanted to put this album out. He was on, uh, what's the guy's name? Fallon. Fallon? He was on Fallon, you know. Fallon. And it was Fallon. really cool. See, those, those kind of things never bother me. Because if, if this person is taking, I know David Bowie did that with Fame. He did several different versions of Fame. And, and you start playing these things and you're like, well, they've got a life of their own. That, and that's, that's what I'm talking about with this. Because, because you and I are playing this here, and you make a change, I make a change, and then we're happy. And then, okay, let's take one of these tunes and give it to your trio and yeah. see what your trio yeah, does. That, yeah, that's a great point. You yeah. know, and, and then all of a sudden you're going, dude, I didn't think that was going to do that. It goes and a different I, way. And I love, I love that. It's like, it's like throwing you know, something into the fire and watching it, watching it burn, you know, and I, I shouldn't say that. No, I love that because I, I love sitting around the fire and you throw in a log and, 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 you, and maybe it just, if it's it pine, changes. it burns different or right. it changes things. It's and, oak and it gets to a certain point where it's just, you stoke it a little and, and it's got a different burn or hue to it. Completely and agree. Completely agree. That stuff, that stuff's perfect. And that's, that's living in the moment. That's, that's really, you know, I would say, was it gratitude or mindfulness where you're just kind of, I think. you're just living in the moment. That, well, that's that book I was talking about with flow. If they call it, they yeah. call it ecstasis. Or, you know, right, right, right. right. Point where you're living in the moment you're, and you're not a self, you're not, you're not concerned about yourself. You're only concerned about like a, the moment. It's a good steak. It's like, yeah. savor the moment. Don't be thinking about what's on the news. Or, or how many calories are there, is this? I mean, or how many whatever, you know. likes I have on Facebook on my latest post. Just savor just, that just steak, say, just, man. Or, or enjoy that fire. Right. And living in the moment, which is something we need to get back to as, as a race. Yeah. You know, the, as human beings. So many things happen when you do that. And so many things happen that you don't realize where things grow and become more and, and yeah. turn into something else. Yeah. 
it's, which is it's fantastic. The truth. It's the truth. Yeah. So um, I think it's time where we break into Take Me to the Weller. Oh. I think it's that time. This is the section where we talk about an experience in the Air Force band where something happened that's kind of, it's a storytelling section. So this is dedicated to Scott Weller, who was a drummer in the band. And this, the story doesn't have to be about Scott Weller. It can be anything that happens on the road with the Air Force Band. So this episode, we're going to talk about uh, Deuce and a Half on Mass Turnpike. <laughs> Do tell me that story, although I think I remember this from, this is, from this somebody is, else. This is, yes. yes, this has gone through folklore of... Epic you, proportions. If, yes, if you've been in the Air Force Band, you've probably heard this story, and I was not in the truck that we're going to speak about, but I was in the band. Were you in the van traveling? I was in the van that was traveling with the truck, and we got separated. Right. So we're coming back. This was the, We had done a whole tour. It was a rock band, and we're coming back. Uh, from a tour, it might have been New York. I think it was somewhere in New York, maybe. But to get to Hanscom Air Force Base, you get on the Mass Turnpike and you head east. And it was a Sunday. I remember specifically, it was a Sunday, and the roads were clear. And I was in the van, and we were ahead of the truck, and somehow we had lost the truck, and we made it back. And the truck, we wondered what the hell ever happened to the truck. So two of my good friends were driving the truck. One was Jeff Sandrew, and the other was Dean Smith. <laughs> now, if you know these guys, they're characters. I do. They're both horn players. One played saxophone, one plays uh, trumpet, and they're, they're both... Uh, one's retired here in Dayton, one's retired out at Scott. Scott. Yeah, Dean is out at Scott. So they're driving this two-and-a-half-ton truck full of band equipment down the Massachusetts Turnpike. And things are fine. Everything's going fine. They come around a turn up over a hill... And traffic is just completely stopped. And right in front of uh, Drew, I believe Drew was driving. He said there was, and he's a good friend of mine, he lives in the area. He said there was a Cadillac, and I had two choices. I can hit the Cadillac, just rear the shit out of it. Because this truck is full of equipment, it's going. You can lock up the brakes, but you're still going. So he said, my other option was to try and get into the breakdown lane and miss the Cadillac and just come to a stop in the breakdown lane. I thought, well, that's a great plan. You if know, it works. If it works. But what happened was he got over and he bumped the guardrail and it pushed him into the Cadillac. Oh! And then the, the truck... State shoot score! <laughs> and then he came back over. And what happened is, is the truck tipped back over onto its side and just started rolling down the mass turnpike with the, the passenger. So Dean Smith is in the passenger seat. And he said his he had the seatbelt on, but the, the pavement was going past his face just inches away. Sparks flying like crazy as he's strapped in. And they're just sliding down the mass turnpike on its side. And they come to a stop. And they try and get out. Now, of course, it's, it's total mayhem now. It's Pandelirium. Just, it's just, yeah, it's forget about it. So they're like, well, we got to get out of here. So they're sideways. So they're standing where the passenger side window would be. They're both standing there because they get themselves out of their seatbelts and they're able to stand up, you know, sideways in the truck. So they're upright, but the truck's sideways. 
and they're pushing the driver's side door up and they can't get it past that point where it would stay open. So it kept falling down on their heads? Yeah, exactly. They couldn't get out. So some good Samaritan came up there and held the door and grabbed them and pulled their asses out of there. And, um, and eventually they had a record come out and tow the truck back to the base. Not, not that, not that I, care, I don't care about the, the, the incident, but what was the repercussions of that? So it gets better. This is the best part of the story. So our, bo- our commander, the captain, this is Captain uh, Courtney Pohl or Sam Pohl, um, has to call the, the trans commander and say, hey, we've had an incident. And say, okay, well, we've got the truck back. Um, what we're going to do is take one of the other vans from, or trucks from the, the band back the two trucks up and we will transfer all the equipment from one box truck to the other so we can fix this truck so we need some of your people here to unload the truck so you get your you know safety gear you're gonna have your boots and gloves we're showing up and we're gonna um we go to open the back of the busted truck captain's there from the band I don't know what the, the rank of the officer from logistics you know he's there and a bunch of us are there in boots and gloves ready to move the stuff we opened the back of the truck and all this beer <laughs> these beer cans come and some are already busted you can, it just smells like a you know, like a frat party taking place in there. And some of them are falling out. There's beer cans rolling onto <laughs> the ground. And the cooler is, you know, askew. And oh, it's beautiful. And, and there's, there's equipment just to skew everywhere. And it smells like a brewery. And, and the uh, vehicle officer, he's like, okay, I can see what's going on here. And, and Sandrew, who's a senior airman, he's an E4th time, he goes, well, at least it wasn't in the cab. <laughs> uh, say goodnight, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. So oh it was just <sighs> hilarious. You had, I mean, at the time, it was so serious. And then when the beer came out, we were all like, oh, my God. You know, but it's like, well, the guys weren't drinking it in the cab. Yeah. It was from on the trip. And we had to send some mind to put it in the back of the truck where... Where it was we wouldn't be hurt, tempted. Not going to hurt anybody <laughs> until it fell out of until it fell out of the cab and broke, you know, broke all over the place. You know, hopefully there were cans and not bottles. So on that note, that is my take it to the Weller story be- for beautiful story. I, this I've, been, I've been writing these things down so I can I, I don't have to have these memories and forget. So I've got a couple. I'm not going to tell. I was now. still a two striper when that happened. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I was, this is like '94. Yeah, that's perfect. You know, uh, so anyways, that's my that's my Weller story, and I'm sticking to it. Speaking of Rex, oh, somebody, wow. yeah, yeah. That's what you said. That I'm going. What's he going to now? <laughs> How's he? What the heck? Hey, are you've lost your mind? Yeah. Well, somebody wrecked into Bill's Donuts. <laughs> That's why I'm playing apple fritters. Oh, God. Apple fritters, which is, you know, the inspiration was Bill's Donuts here in Dayton. Maybe you can tell the story. Maybe you saw it on the news. I, I actually actually drove by the place. Um, apparently, this is not the first time that this has happened. Same lady? 
I don't think it was the same lady, but somebody that I work with, actually, uh, when we start talking about this, I'll tell the, I'll tell the current story, and then he, he'll, he'll tell the, uh, I'll tell you what he told me about the previous one. Apparently, some lady was trying to back up or, or, or go forward or whatever, hit the gas and ran into the damn Bill's Donuts in the back and broke a gas line. So, like, they had to close this, you know, everybody out. You know, right, yeah. And it was it was closed for, like, half a day or some shit, you know. For for Bill's Donuts, that's like, you know. They're open 24 hours, man. Yeah. Those guys, they bake. They bake all the time. Oh, yeah. They, every time I walk in there, when I go in there in the morning, they, it's like Fast and Furious baking in the back. I mean, they're baking all day. But apparently, this has happened, like, I think two or three times. And this the last time it happened, for those people that have never been to Bill's Donuts, in the back of Bill's Donuts, there's there's a parking lot, and then there's a, a, a set of, uh, like, sidewalk. But there's steps that you have to get up to get into Bill's. It's like it's like two steps or whatever. So these, these are about 18 inches or so up in the air, which is pretty damn high. It's not it's not like you're running into a, a you know a cement blockade at the at the end of your parking space. Right. Like we're talking about triple or that size or more. Right, right. Well some lady was in her car and as she's trying to park <laughs> she I, I I don't know this for certain. She she had to have had a seizure of some sort because Bill's Donuts actually has a has a second floor where they do like payroll and stuff. And I guess the the, own, the owner or the manager was up in the, up in the, the the second floor. Right. And this lady hopped 18 or higher curb and ran into the the brick and, and dented the you know put a hole in the damn Bill's Donuts. And the guy that's telling me this going he goes you realize we're not talking about somebody who runs the curb. You know this is running the curb is something that if you, if you hit the gas instead of the brake that's kind of a possibility. This lady had to think about what she was doing to get up at eight. You know maybe she had a, a Land Rover or something, but that damn thing ran into the back of Bill's Donuts. The guy in the second floor is up there, and like I said, this must have been a, a regular occurrence. And he goes, "Damn, somebody hit the building again, again, <laughs> again." And when, he, when Paul told me this, I'm going, "How many times did this happen?" And he's like, oh, probably a bunch." You know, I was like. That's crazy. That's weird. I wonder why that happens to Bill's Donuts. Well, it's not like you're going there to get alcohol or something and you're, you're no. driving home drunk, you know. No. Happy to have your donuts and you, you decide to eat one and, you know, you have a coronary and just fall forward and you're, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's a cholesterol it's, thing. It's a cholesterol bomb. Maybe it's a cholesterol bomb. Yeah, these people are just driving <laughs> into Bill's Donuts. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, we had a cake from Dorothy Lane Market for Mother's Day. Oh, how was that? Oh, dude. See, you have to, you have to remember, when I, when I got out of the air for us, I started working for Boston Stoker, which is a local coffee company. Yes. And they they had me over at the Dorothy Lane Market inside the Springboro one. Right. JR, I think I gained probably, oh God, <laughs> five or ten pounds easy because Boston Stoker was right here as you walked in the door. Right across the way was bread, cakes, and cookies. Oh my so, God. Oh. Coffee, cigars, and oh. across the way you go to... Oh, that's beautiful. Sugar. Mm -hmm. And there was a lady that her name was Sharon. She was like the uh, uh, sampler lady. Mm. So we were behind the counter. We didn't really get a chance to do a lot of moving. So she'd walk up like uh, halfway through the day and like put like these plates of food in for here. You go. Here's here's coleslaw and pasta salad. And, you know. Oh, and here's an almond cookie. And Give it away for like for employees for free. Well, she she worked at the the sample desk. So she. Oh, okay. And the one girl I was working with was like rail thin. She was probably like a hundred pounds soaking wet. And she kept going, this girl needs to eat. I go, yeah, she does, but you need to bring me some. I, I need to eat some of this, too. Yeah. But, but it, it, was, it was beautiful. That, that, 
all that stuff. What? Are we oh. good on time? Oh, we're good. Oh, okay. We got, we got we're good, we're getting there. We're 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 fine. I'm looking down at the at the podcast, going, how much time we going before we had it? We got a little bit of time. How many? So, anyways, the lady, the lady, the lady was very nice. She wanted to feed her all the time. She gets half a sandwich. Oh man, eating there was like fantastic. But it was like you'd spend a shit ton of money over there because that's that's a lot of it's a lot of money for that stuff. It's expensive. That cake was twenty four dollars. I I bought twenty four bucks. Yeah. Wow. I bought Chrissy. Um, steaks for her birthday a couple years ago and grilled them out. Oh, yeah. These things were like, I'm holding up my, my, mm -hmm. my Tyrannosaurus Rex hands. I swear <laughs> they were two inches two inches thick or more. They were $44. It was two ribeye steaks. Ooh. $44 for two steaks. But they were the best damn steaks I've ever had. Mm. Fantastic. Mm. It was. I'm, I was so glad that I didn't screw them up when I put them on the grill. Yeah, it's like when you buy scallops or scallops, however you want to say it. Scallops. They're expensive. Scallops. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on the size of them, too. They're, they're, they're when you buy the big, nice big... Yeah, the big, like, three Sea scallops. Round, yeah. yeah. yeah those it's like, you don't want to screw those up. And it, if you screw them up, it's like... They're, they're if they're tough. undercooked, they're, they're like, jelly. Tough. They're gross. If they're right. overcooked, they're like... Shoe leather. Yeah, it's terrible. you gotta, you got to hit them perfect. I'm not, I'm not good with cooking fish. I've never been good with cooking fish. It's an art, and if you don't do it much, and... I cooked some nice salmon about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you were, you were telling me about that. Um... With the with the scallops, I think the key is to, to get the pan searing hot and, and catch oh. them on both sides, and then let them rest. And as they rest, I think they cook, they cook on the on inside because you don't want them to be like you said, dried out or shoe leather. Right, it's real easy to do. Yeah, so that, that's a hard thing to cook, and they're they're so good when they're perfect. Well, the the other thing too is I started learning this about steaks. I know we're we're talking about the finer things, and we're not really talking about them. But with steaks, you can figure out, and if a chef listens to this, I, this is Vinny talking, not, you know, I didn't go to any school. Oh, this is the perfect time where we put our disclaimer. We are, we are not experts in any of these things. We are not doctors. Lawyers. Chefs. Indian chiefs. Elect, uh, electricians. Uh, plumbers. Football players. Um, sports betting people. Anybody that has any authority in anything. We are not one of them. We are barely bass players. Well. As you can hear. <laughs> as you can hear from our. We, we try weekly to end that debate. We're, we're barely composers that can play bass. Okay. That's just. So anything we say is, is we're just making this up as we go along. We're, we're two Pennsylvania bass players. That's right. One from the west side of Pennsylvania, one from the east side. One from the right side and one from the wrong side. Let's just leave it at that. East side is better. Whatever. Yeah. Yin's don't know what you're talking you about. Yin's. Yin's going downtown? To, no. It's going down to no, Stillers. I'm not going to the hotel either. <laughs> hotel or the That's hotel. Fish. <laughs> fish. We're talking about cooking fish. Yeah. So the, the thing with, with, I'm sure this works for scallops, as I abruptly change the subject back to food. With the steaks, when I did the steaks, if yeah, you push them, push in the middle with your finger on there, you can determine yeah. how cooked it is because it'll give a lot if it's not, if because it, 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 it'll be more raw. So well, certainly, if you take a raw piece of steak and you put your finger on it, it's just it's like, gonna, oof, there it goes. Where your finger go? In my case. But if it's, if it's like shoe leather, you're like, oh, geez, oh, it's, well, it's a piece of it's a scallop, rock. The scallop, though, you, you could get a good idea where they are if you start touching the middle of that thing. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. cooked them. I've baked them, but I've had more success with the iron skillet. That's got to be the get best it really way. nice and hot and, and, and putting some type of something that can tolerate a lot of heat when you're, you know, you're cooking it. It's like... I'm trying to think what has a, the highest smoking point is what oh, you want. Oh, you know, like a pe I don't know peanut oil. I I always have to look it up. You can't do olive oil. Olive oil is medium. No, it oil. smokes. It, butter smokes pretty quickly yeah. too. So it's it's got to be. It's like peanut oil or something. Maybe, maybe canola, but I think it's peanut canola. Oil it might be canola or something like that. I, 
I used to do this this turkey. Although butter. If you're butter. butter, butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, we're all going to die of something. I'd like to die happy. I like to die of butter. I'd like to die of butter. I'd like to die of pie. <laughs> Doctor, he's dead. Let's call it. Time of death. 1207, cause of death. Butter. <laughs> two sticks ought to do it. <laughs> he, uh, he obviously had two sticks. Uh, poor bastard didn't have a chance. <laughs> didn't have a chance. We, we tried to clean out his arteries, but it just kept oozing just, butter. Those two sticks just... <laughs> just just killed him. The poor guy. We tried. There's no turning back. We tried. We, we had the rotor rooter. We... <laughs> Clean those arteries out. We had no luck. He he's had dead, no chance. He's, he's dead, Jim. The poor guy. <laughs> he's dead, Jim. I've been watching Star Trek lately. You have? Yeah, because it's on BBC. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, so they, like, they, the, like the old The old one. Oh, yeah, my God. That's the great. real Captain Kirk. Right, right. Now. At some point, he's always not have a shirt. He has a shirt off. Well, and he's, he's walking and down. He's, and he's with some, you know, green woman or something. You know. <laughs> or with the, with the crew. It's like, oh, well, there's some hot chick in a red, you know, outfit with blonde hair. And I'd like to see you later in my quarters. But yeah. Just like so, if you're in the military, you're like, yeah, that's really. That's a little bit of fraternization. It's not really how things well, work. Well, but maybe in the future. Yeah, well, maybe. You know, we can always hope. Oh my goodness, maybe we'll have to do that. Well, I like to keep original tunes on the, on on the pod, you know. But we could do like a bass tribute to Star Trek. Maybe we could do our own. Like, you do you do one, and I'll do one. It's like. Tribute to Star Trek. It can't be the theme. Okay. But it's like, okay, this is... This is Spock fighting. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is when he was fighting on the, with, uh, you know, the seven-year getting married. He was having a problem or you know, whatever. Kirk's rage. <laughs> so, that's a good one. Kirk's rage. <laughs> It's got to sound futuristic, man. It's like Star Trek. <laughs> we're, we're just sailing the seas of cheese. For those of you that were following along, we were sailing this the seas of Spock. <laughs> See that? Let's do that. Okay. So we have we, t- oh. we have tunes to do for next week. Oh, horrors lure. She was hot. <laughs> even when, even back then, she didn't know it. No. That there was rumors that Kirk and her had a fling, or William Shatner and her had a fling. It was kind of implied in the series, along with that young blonde girl, and then Spock had a a thing for the 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 um. She worked in the medical, Miss something. Nurse Chapel. Nurse Chapel. Yes. <laughs> it's not Nurse Chapel. It's something. Was it? It was Miss Chapel. Chapel. Nurse Chapel. Yeah. Nurse Chapel. Tall blonde. Yeah, we have to figure out some of the bass lines from that and, and, and throw them into the, the the pod. All right, we'll have because there's like don't I'm gonna have to like shed some of those. No, for our listeners, I got we have to warn you that we've got a couple things coming up where uh, I've got to be somewhere, Vinny's got to be somewhere, so we're gonna take a, a short hiatus, maybe three weeks. I think it's three weeks, probably a three weeks. But you've got a plenty of of pods you can go back to to check out oh, if you're yeah, enjoying check out things. The, the, the older ones, because uh, you know that's when we didn't know what the hell we were doing, so they and really we still tough. don't. We do. I mean, don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but anyways, uh, whatever this pod is named, I, we haven't decided yet. 
We'll just call it Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> People will listen. Oh to my that. God! <laughs> well, the hashtag Star Trek. The next thing you know, we'll be famous. These guys are millionaires. How did they get on the scene? Well, they they, they did hashtag Star Star Trek. Bill (laughs) Sadner will call us up going, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? It's a whole new meaning to Bill's Donuts. Bill's Donuts. (laughs) Bill's Donuts and Star Trek. (laughs) It's not that Bill. Also, Bill's Donuts is like they're opening chains across America. (laughs) Bill's Donuts and people are showing up with, you know, pointy ears and shit. (laughs) Is this where where Bill Shatner is coming in? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. He's not going to be here. Try (laughs) Comic-Con. Live long and prosper. Yeah. Well, can't can't get Leonard Nimoy mad. Damn it! Damn it, Jim! I'm, a, I, I'm just a baker. I'm a baker, not a doctor. <laughs> oh my God, that's perfect. Oh my goodness, where where do we go from here? <laughs> Holy moly! So I got to give a shout out to uh, one of our big listeners. It's uh, Nate. I Nate. Hi, Nate. Hey, Nate. What's going on? So Nate lives in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and he's a good friend of my kids. He was friends with uh, my kids back in. Virginia. And so this morning, yeah, I got a recall, and, or not a recall, but uh, what do you call it when you have to fix your car? That's a recall. Yeah, a recall. So Natalie has to turn in her car to get a new, um, what do you call those things that blow up in your face? Airbags. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> beer. <laughs> <laughs> the beer hunter. So I'm like, oh, I got to send this to Natalie, and I have her on my phone as Nat. So instead of hitting Nat, I hit Nate. And I, so I said, like, hey, you've got to go to the, the, the de- dealership for Honda. And I sent a picture of the letter. And I sent, and I sent the, uh, the recall number notice and everything else. And then a couple minutes later, I get back. That's great, but I drive a Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah! thank, thank God it was a it was a car uh, situation, and not go. You've got a doctor's appointment yeah, tomorrow with the yeah. OBGYN. <laughs> yeah, well, there what? Was that. What? <laughs> what? It's a whole new meeting. Yeah, <laughs> brave new world. Yeah, brave new world. So, anyways, Nate, Nate, she's back and says, you know, I'm like, oh, it's Nate. I sent it to Nate, not Nat. You know, because I was kind of in a hurry. It's morning time. It's like, I, I can't forget to send I, this to I, Nat. I it, yeah, she has, she's going to do this. My daughter, yeah. So I send it to, to Nate. He shoots back. He's hilarious. He goes, that's great, but I drive a Nissan. And I, I about fell out laughing. I just say, hey, man, how you doing? And, and he says, great. He listened to Wildcard. And, and I said, well, we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Oh, there you go. That's perfect. So, so uh, hi, Nate. Nate, what's going on, my friend? Glad you're listening to go, the pod. Go, go get your Nissan fixed. <laughs> Apparently your Nissan doesn't need fixed. But I think he plays but, guitar. He's got a little bit. I'm trying to get Keith to play bass in his band. A oh, band going together, you yeah. know. So um, get after it. Play some tunes. Just, there you go. You know, write us a song. Send it in, and, and, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll butcher it on the pod. At least once. So, yeah, at least once. So. Hey, did we do my, did we do my second tune? I don't know if we did. I don't think we... Yeah, we got one more tune to do at least. Okay. So... Um, I'm holding up papers like cue cards for Bob Hope. Hey, <laughs> did we do this tune? This is my tune. Play my tune. Why, why did we do this tune? We got to the end of the show and they never did my song and I was supposed to play my song. Well, the good thing about it is I do post-production so I can I can shove it in there somewhere. <laughs> Where, what the hell? This doesn't make any sense. Oh, we were talking JR. about Captain Kirk and then all of a sudden you, this song started. You don't like my song. Guess what? I'm putting it in there anyway. It's fitting. I'm gonna put I'll it play both, both bass parts. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'll add symphony orchestra. And your tune will look like crap. <laughs> oh, so tell me about this song. Where did it come from? Um, I was I was up 
I was actually of all things I was talking with Chrissy, and we were I was sitting um, sitting there playing, and I was trying to work work a tune out, and she's just carrying on a conversation. And in fact, the, the, we talk about the, uh, the the man card thing. She's got this book that she's reading called Love La the Love Language. Oh yeah. Uh, and and it, it's not like I wasn't listening. I was absolutely listening to what she was saying. But you know how you have this stream of conscious thing where you, know, you just play and you don't really think about what you're doing. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, she's she's having a conversation, and the conversation is 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 metered and it's going on and it, it's pretty nice. But all of a sudden, it's like. And she's just she's just talking. Everything's good. And so next, you were just kind of jamming along. Yep, just kind of playing along, like behind him. Interesting. And it just it just happened. And then I, I cleaned up some stuff that I wanted for for the bridge to have a little bit of fun with it. But but uh, you know, so maybe maybe we can call this one man guard. <laughs> but because the, because the interesting thing about this one is is a love language thing to to before we play this. So turn. yeah, so this ties into the reading room. This ties into the reading room, right? right. So she's reading love language. She's and what's she getting out of it? Because uh, I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it's, love it's, language. It's a it's it's a simple premise that if you're in a relationship, like you, you and Lisa just celebrated 24 years, you're married. Yeah, Sunday. And congratulations. By Thanks, the way. man. And in the process of this, what you everybody has what they call a love take, and and I, now I'm I'm prefacing what she's telling me. So if somebody listens, go that's not what it says in the book. Well, I didn't read the book. I'm listening to my wife telling right. me. Right. This is secondhand. This is secondhand. We're not experts. No. And we didn't stay in a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> but we do love waffles. Um, so, With chicken. <laughs> chicken and butter. <laughs> Two sticks of butter. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> Time move of on, death? Move on. Promo for. Um, love language. So, so love language is everybody has a love tank. And what fills your love tank is different than what fills your wife's love oh. tank. It, it, it goes if you. So, you, like, what's important to me when it comes to our relationship, or or what? Because I get that because there's things that she's really concerned about. I'm like, but I don't get. That's not a big. Yeah, it's but it's very important to her that it's, and, you know. And it's you, like you have to recognize that. Yeah. You have, first of all, she has to recognize what she fits. Like with Chrissy, she likes. To, to make a nice house for when I come home. So like I'm, I'm out on a gig or whatever. She's cooking. And, no, she's not cooking. She's usually cleaning. And she's doing laundry and everything else. So that when I come home, the house looks really nice. And I don't look at it like that's super important to me. I'm going, well, honey, you can you do can that. You can almost care less. Well, I, almost. But you appreciate but, it, but, but it's like, yeah. But, right. And she, but she but goes, to her, it's really important. That's what fills her love tank, or, or oh. one of the things that fills her love tank, doing something for me that, that she thinks that I'll like. And I do like it, but it, but for my love tank, it's not, it's not doesn't fill it up. I can tell when she's happy because I come into work, yeah. and, and she's like, oh, and she puts some Febreze or something in oh. my office. You know, she just... She's she's happy doing that. It makes her. She enjoys. Yeah. It, which is kind of screwy because we got together. We talked about the fact that both of us would fall over each other to, to do like cooking and cleaning because yeah. because our better halves and or worse halves in our previous, previous marriage yeah, didn't didn't yeah. do that. But yeah. the the point is is that the love language thing, you have to be able to accept that and understand it so that if you know what what fills your love tank and you just you let your wife know. Your wife can do that for you, even if it might not fill her love tank, but the two of them, you are, are together with that. You do something nice for her, she does something nice for you. Or she's looking for, you know, like, like with me, if I sit on the couch, Chrissy rubs my back, and, and that is like the best thing ever. It's, a, it's the silliest thing, but it's perfect. Right. And I told her, I said, yep, that fills my love tank, like right away.
It's amazing the little things that you don't realize, and that's that's so it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to have to put that on my reading list. Yeah, it's it, it's not a it's it's not a you know heavy read. Um, it, it gives you some examples because she was telling me stories about different people that were having problems, and and how the, the psychologist made them realize it's not your love tank that he's concerned about. It's what you do with it, mm. and, and how and how you do it. So Interesting. It, 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 I'm probably going to wind up reading the book afterwards. But you know, usually in those particular situations, when you start talking relationships like that, your man card is is you know. Well, I've heard of men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Venus. It's but it, this is not the same thing. No, this it's is not more the same about thing. your personal right things that and, really stroke you and and recognize it because yeah. because. We can all all feel like we have we're full of love, but we have to know why or what. Because if that starts diminishing, you got to know what makes you happy. You know, right? And it's hard. It's hard to really sometimes realize what your partner appreciates or what they're doing. And if you don't appreciate it, it's hurtful. Well, think about this. We use you an exam as an example. You guys have been together for twenty four years. That's a long time. Yeah. And there's there's things that you will do that are natural and normal. And then as you age, there are things that may wind up being different or change. But those changes don't necessarily have to be a bad thing. It's it's that famous thing when, when people start growing apart because they don't have the same goals or expectations or, or they're going in different directions. That's it's okay to change. It's when you it's when you change away from each other that the problem becomes. If you're right. changing and you do this slightly different and she does this slightly different, but you're morphing together, you're changing together and that's fine. That's what, that's what you know, grow old with me, the, the, the best is yet to be, comes from. And a tree is a perfect example. You either, you either grow apart or grow together. Right. And if you're separated, and at this point of our, of our relationship, it's very interesting because we've entered a new oh, stage you, of our life. Because, empty yeah, the kids are gone and it is what it is. And, and, I think it's tough because when your whole purpose has been raising kids and, and now it stops you, or, or the kids are gone response. and it's like, well, how do we go? How do we go forward? Because that was a huge part of our, our existence, our purpose. You know, we talk, we talk about resiliency right. and you talk about spirituality and what is your purpose in life? And if your purpose is raising a family, what happens when, You've kind of like okay, I've done, I've done, I did it. I did a great job. I yeah. mean, you've got and very you're, successful you're, kids, but it's like you're sitting at the dinner table staring at each other. What's our purpose, purpose now? Because I think both for both of us, you know, our purpose really revolved around creating a family for Jacqueline, sure. you know, and then having the triplets, triplets. And, and really creating um, and, and raising them properly in in, in, in the division of labor. Mm -hmm. And my job is really I've got to go make money, and I'll make it. A, here and I'm also going to do side gigs, so mm -hmm. we have some extra money because you always need money to you know to raise the family. Well, and, and her taking care of the kids and and the household and all the things that goes along. And like I said, it is labor. It's a huge division. Well, Everybody's working, even if it doesn't pay. It's still a lot of work. And, and think about this now: your kids are what one year from graduating. All of them are one year from graduating, or are they? Uh, They're entering their junior year junior. in the fall. So, so they got, they got two, two more years, years from graduating. So so you're still playing a. a, a a, a game as, as as raising children, just getting to the end game of raising children. Because once they yeah. graduate from college, then then you got gigs like Justice just you know just got a job. So yeah. you know you get into a different. And that's thing. that's what I think. That's what you live for. I oh, mean, absolutely. You, you live to watch your kids. But but here's here's the thing, and these are the things that we 
sometimes notice as we age, but we don't necessarily. You keep going in that vein and everything's going like this, but you're changing as well. You're, you're, yeah. you're, your kids are changing and you're getting the kids to the end. Well, look at you. You're what, under five years from retirement? Uh, three years away. Three years away. All right, yeah. so, all right, so you're three years away from retirement. That's going to be another drastic that, that's change. An, that's me. another drastic yeah. change. And, you, and you're going to have to remember that it's not just you that is celebrating this or changing. Lisa's going to change because because if you come home, she's going to be stuck with me all day. Well, that's the whole point. Why would you know, she, you, I mean, I don't, you're going to have. I don't to, know how she tolerates me to begin with. Those few hours that we dressing up or something, <laughs> dude. You know, I mean, you know, she. Yeah, no, I, I put on a green uniform and I go to work. Well, no, a different kind of dress. Oh, oh okay, you know, never mind. You know, I mean, you're going to have to start, you know, playing different games in order to be happy in yourself. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, for sure, for sure. But when that stops, you know, you can come home and hold your hands up like this and go, "I'm home," and. Okay, we they, something's got to change, and it, it, you're forced to. I mean, the Air Force is going to tell you you have to retire no matter what. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to be honest. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I love I, what I do, but I, but at the point I, that I'm you're really, at, I could understand that. It's like I, I've kind of accomplished a lot. I, I, you know, I set goals for myself. I've accomplished some of those goals, and right now my my goal is really to set up an environment at work to hit to make what where I I'm hand, at hand it off to somebody make it better than what I inherited right. for somebody else that won't to be do that the same to, to do the same and, right. and they should take it from me and go yeah great job but we can do even we can better. Do better and and so I've got that in front of me and that's I'm passionate about that I'm also passionate about not just working with the band but the bass and things I can do on the bass <laughs> somehow I became the president of the Chiefs group how did that happen? <laughs> Somebody got orders. It's, I got bamboozled. You know, it's like... So, <laughs> I mean, so, you're a chief. You're not supposed to get bamboozled. I know, but the other chiefs bamboozled me, so it oh, makes okay, sense. So you know, makes sense. Well, the other chief says, hey, man, I, I noticed, you know, you, you come to meetings and you're pretty involved. So <laughs> and what, you're breathing. Why don't yeah, you have a pulse and you actually show up to meetings? Why don't you run for vice president? And I'm like, well, what do I have to do? He's like, nothing. You don't do anything. You're the vice president. It's purely a figurehead it's, position. It's, <laughs> yes. I'm like... I can do that. Yeah, I can. So, sure enough, what happens? The president gets orders. He's moving. Hey, guess, who, guess who's the de facto I'm like, well, president? Well, why don't we just have another election? No, the bylaws state that the president have to take yeah, over for yeah, exactly. X amount of years. How, <laughs> how many years before you retire? Three. It's three years before you before you can, can have another election. He says, "I got orders. I, I've got to go." Like, oh, funny, I'm retiring on that same day. Yeah. Forget about it. You know. So, but no, I love I love helping the airmen on the base. I'm pet, you know, helping younger people. How could you not want to do that? So I'm are, not upset about it. Are, but Aren't you doing a, a speech for something to come up soon? Yeah, tomorrow I'm doing a speech for the Community College of the Air Force commencement graduation. And um, those are my peeps, man. Air Force folks are my peeps. So we're going to talk a little bit about pomp and circumstance, order and chaos. Isn't that... Uh, we'll talk uh, a little bit about basic McCart training. McCartney album? Oh, it's chaos in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, the first thing about communication is know your audience. So they've all been to basic training. So, we, we, you know, you, you can get people sucked into it when you start to relate things that they've been through. So I'll talk a little bit about basic training. And, pick them up and put them down, man. Pick them up, put them down, pick them up, put them down. So I went to military trainer instructor school. 
And um, I'm sorry. <laughs> not sorry as I was. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you've been going through basic military training stuff, trying running it. You're, Holy crap. Now you're running that your legs sucks. Are shaking, going, oh my God, this brings back now. Oh my God. No. It's funny. It's, it's like you go out there and make corrections. I'm like, what well, the corrections are wrong? Then you just tell them they changed the regulation. <laughs> I'm like, oh. It's regulation 37-29. Okay. They're like, they're like <laughs> you cannot fail. You have to go out there and tell them what to do. You have to have authority. You cannot blah, blah, blah. He's just like, you have to get out there and make these. Do- so it's funny. I went through this, this training, and the instructor I had was awesome. His name was Teddy Ione. Okay. Big guy. He looked like Smokey the Bear, and he wore the hat. Whoa. He was a big, barrel-chested, kind of soft-spoken, but when he needed to talk, he, he could, oh, he Lord, he had command voice. Oh, boy. But he was all business. He was none of this bullshit. Pick him up, put him down, or playing games. He was like, this is what we do. This is, our, this is how we conduct training. It's like this, boom, 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 boom. You know, so like when you first show up at basic training, like they fuck with you with like, pick up your bags, put your bags down, pick your bag, pick them up, put them down, pick them up, put them down. It's like he's like, that's all, but that's a that's a bunch of wasted time. Our our job is to get them to store their gear, get them upstairs, get them in the shower, they shave, and they get their asses in bed. Yes, sir. I know. Sorry. I know. That's what I'm, I was working on being the trainer, and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Where's my gear? So, so we're waiting forever. It's it's middle of the night. Buses show up about 2 o'clock. These kids get off the bus, and they're scared shitless. Oh, they yeah. come off the bus, and he, he was, I'm not kidding, he was no bullshit. He's not picking up. He's like, you will do this. You will do that. Blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, these kids were upstairs in bed bleeding from their faces because <laughs> they shaved with, like, no shaving cream. They're bleeding on the sheets going, what the fuck just happened, man? This is not clean, dry, and serviceable. <laughs> I'm staring at the ceiling going, I'm going to get up in three hours. I'm bleeding like a stuck pig. <laughs> Teddy Ayon, he was no bullshit. So, but if, if you talk about a Comic Corps experience, you know, people will, will enjoy it and and hopefully I'll have some type of message which has to do with lifelong learning because we're always learning. Oh, sure. If, if, you're, if you're not learning, you're dead. Exactly. And that's um, part, the end of my speech is that um, the guy's name was Jadu Krishnamurti. He was a... God bless you. I know, exactly. Well, he sounds like a Jedi Knight or something. Jadu Krishnamurti. Oh, yes, he was a Jedi from uh, the planet Arachnazon. <laughs> Isn't that where Captain Kirk had the green woman? <laughs> Wow, <laughs> you know, but he was he was an Indian philosopher from the 20th century, and he said something like, "Learning doesn't stop with tests and classes; it's a lifelong journey, and we never stop learning." So buckle Period. up, yeah, <laughs> strap in, Buttercup. <laughs> uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't play that tune. I guess what? we can play it now. That's the name of the tune, Buttercup. Buttercup. No, it's it's two out sticks of, my, of butter. It's, it's out of my way. <laughs> Three sticks of butter. Two sticks of butter. Two sticks of butter. No, the last tune was going to be out of my way. No, that was get, a get minor. To, that was get together. Oh, get together. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> get out of my way. We did we have a pre pre production meeting before we started this? <laughs> I wasn't there. If we did, <laughs> apparently not. Was it at the meeting? <laughs> well, I think I sent my people. <laughs> sent your my people. people didn't back pre. Yeah, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I didn't get the memo on that. <laughs> So this is a C minor, D minor yeah, kind the, of thing. And, the wonderful bass line. And, oh, yeah, that would sound good if we both play that together. As, as per the pre... The pre-meeting. The See, pre- you, you were I was there. there. Oh, you shit. Were there. Damn it, I was there. You can't get out it of it It sounded now. good, too. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's play this tune. All right. We, here's what? the thing. 
we're not going to be here for a while. So we want to give the people what they want. They need something to latch on to. This is going to be a long podcast. Well, we can talk as long as you want. <laughs> you, I always say more words than you anyway. <laughs> you, you're, the, you're the one that's got to, you know, take like a lozenger or something. Tenfold. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Okay. Thank you.
Sweet. I, I kind of like that. It's got it's got a nice pace to it. I, I think that's gonna be stuck in my head. The baseline, not even the melody, just the baseline is gonna be stuck in my head. Well, it was certainly stuck in my head talking to Chrissy with with all that stuff because it's like I had to stop for a minute and go, "Well, this is really good. I gotta come back to this." Yeah, a little a little bit of that, I guess. Yeah. Because it's a minor with a, a major six. Yep. Yeah, but I not the it. same. No, but uh, but it's interesting because C minor. Think about it. You, you have a C minor. Right. Well, E flat is the relative. It's major, relative major. Relative, yeah, it's the relative major to C minor. Right. So it's it's pretty close, and it's got that same major six minor major six sound, which is the American minor sound. It's the jazz sound. The jazz sound. It is because the. European uh, sound is more of a, uh, like a, but the American sound, it's got I that did, major six I just like it. the way it sounds. It's a great sound, bro. Yeah. It's a great tune, man. It's well written. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, once again, it's got the nice release on the bridge. It's got the, it's got the McCartney release. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to. Coin that phrase, the McCartney, the McCartney release. release. We're always going the Liverpool McCartney release <laughs> on the bridge. Just, just goes there. It's right next to Penny Lane. <laughs> it's in my heart. It's in my soul. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's Rod Stewart. <laughs> How'd we get confused? <laughs> I thought we knew what we were talking about. What are we talking about next? Oh, you're dreaming. Oh, oh, <laughs> dude. This is we're, we're about. To get if you dark. Have, if you have small children, you might want to turn away. You might just turn this thing off right, right now. So This is Rod Sterling. This, this is Rod Sterling. You're about to enter the dream zone. The twilight dream zone the, the with dream. JR and Vinny. So you want to go first or you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. So I've had this reoccurring dream for almost as long as I can remember. And apparently I've killed someone. Ooh. And, I, and you just know, you haven't seen it in your dream, but you no, just know it. You I, just know I, this I, person's I, dead. I, yeah, this person's dead. And, I, and I, I, every time I wake up, I keep going, I haven't killed anybody. What the hell are they talking about? And I'm, I'm surprised Chrissy hasn't heard me talking in the middle of the night and going, what the hell's wrong with you? So in this dream, I've gone through several different, you know, iterations of this thing. Yeah. And I'm, I... Apparently, I killed the person. I, I was trying to hide it, but I didn't know what the hell I was hiding. And then I was caught. And then it was like a bad episode of, you know, of, uh, you know, NCIS or Law and Order. I don't know. Or Criminal Minds. You know, so now now I'm in, I'm in trouble. And I'm trying you to hide. You know it. And you know and it. I know it. And I keep waking up going, if I just stay awake for half an hour, this will all go away. No, it's not going away. <laughs> And now I've got through the trial, and I'm on I'm on death You're row. Actually, wow! I am on death row, and and I'm and I, these people are visiting me. It's your you know you're getting to the end of this stuff, and now the, the, I've got this unique ability. Well, maybe it's not unique, but for me it's unique. So if I'm in a, if I'm in a dream that I don't like, I have the ability to go. What the hell? This is a dream. I'm waking up, and I wake up. Right. So. Every time I get to the point where I'm like on death row and they're you know getting ready to you know put the needle in your whatever, arm. well it never gets that far. No, oh. but I but I know you it's just coming. know your things I, are I, bad. I it's getting, and you feel shitty about yourself. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm going. I I can't believe. I guess I deserve this. You know, it's like oh, yeah, wow. what the fuck? I don't deserve any of this stuff. <laughs> you know, you gotta be kidding me. You know, so I wake up and right before the end, 
you know, right before they get to walk you down the, you know, dead man walking or whatever the hell it is. Right. And and this, this, keep, this keeps happening. And so this is recurring. I'm, yeah. Wow. I've had at least 10 of these that I can remember. You know, I'm just sitting there at the edge of the bed going, first of all, I didn't kill anybody. Second of all, who was my lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was doomed. Dude, man, listen to this dude. move. You're, you're going to be okay. Just, the needle will get you in a minute. You'll be fine. You know, I'm listen. not a bass player, but I, I'll be your lawyer, dude. It's, it's all cool. In, in it's your, totally in cool. dream world. Yeah, but, but honest to God, it was, it was, like, it was crazy. I say it still is. I'll probably have the damn nightmare tonight because I remembered it. Because we yeah. talked about it. Yeah, don't say that. You know, it's like... Well, we just mentioned in passing as we were in pre-production here, and I was like, I had this really weird dream, and I would, and I did last night. I had this really weird dream that I was involved somehow with the murder, and it was a lead guitar player you killed in the, the lead band. Guitar player? He was dead. Oh. He was dead did, as a doornail. Did you see the body and stuff? Yeah, he was wearing a, a blue flannel shirt. He had kind of. Brown hair. He's I'm, I'm writing this down in tall case, in case we got Yes, next thing you know, <laughs> yes, 48 hours is going to show up at uh, my doorstep and go, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm looking yeah. for a piece of blue flannel. It looks like this. Yes. <laughs> and we found, we found evidence. <laughs> so, so, so what happened? It was, it's typical dream stuff. It's like, well, we had to go do a bunch of other stuff and then we come back and it's like Monday and it's like, oh, we got to get rid of the body. You know, it's like, oh, his body. <laughs> As opposed to doing it on Tuesday, of course. Well, it was over the weekend. <laughs> it's weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> we had, we had, we, maybe we had gigs or something. How we did a gig without a lead guitar player, I don't know. But uh, it was just kind of, sur you know, just, but it, I know he was dead and I knew I was, I was. You were, you were culpable. I was, I was yeah, I, I was somehow was involved in it. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, damn, we should have got, now I've got to get the body out of here. And no one's around, and I'm going to wrap him in a. I, don't, I was going to wrap him in a carpet. Well, Alicia, and I thought, movies. well, maybe I could just put him in a guitar case. <laughs> and then the cops are coming. What kind of guitar is that? I don't know. It's a dream, dude. It's a fucking dream. And I'm folding like, and folding the, and folding. So you fold it, and it breaks. And I don't want that. <laughs> large bread. I want large bread. I just hate it. I'm a professional. I'll rise above it. So. The cops are coming. And I'm like, oh, oh, I knew it. I knew I waited too long. The cops are coming. But the house I was in was next to a 7-Eleven. And of they were raiding. They were raiding the 7-Eleven. I need a really and large just, cup. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any lime? <laughs> you mean like like the, 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 the fruit? No, lime. Just or some tide. <laughs> some tide. Give it some tide pots. <laughs> I can cut them open. <laughs> just just put them all just over. All over. Yeah, he'll be. I'm he'll sorry, be, he's gone, he Jim. <laughs> I'm um, not a doctor. I'm not. I'm just a country doctor. I'm not even that. I'm just. A, I'm not a cop. I'm just a damn bass player from Pittsburgh, but I, damn it. But I, am, I am a mortician. <laughs> <I'm> a mortician. <laughs> so I did a resiliency class today. And this girl, she, she I, I was helping her teach, you know, so uh, she's teaching and she works at radiology. And she said, people come in. I say, well, great. I hope to see you soon. They're like, I don't want to see I hope, you soon. <laughs> it's like, I don't I want to see I you I hope I never again. see your ass again. I don't want to break any more bones. <laughs> I, don't, like, I hope I never see you again. What if you were a mortician? You know, what would you say? Like, yeah, hey, we'll see you soon. I don't know. Well, I don't no, want you. No, I'm sorry. My <laughs> mother died, but not me. <laughs> you know. I don't want you to see me, especially if I can't see you. That's bad news. <laughs> yeah, I won't see you soon. <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> well, you know, if, 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 if you have to go, you know. <laughs> But dreams are strange things, and, and I think it's a way for the brain to 
just kind of reordered things and Freud, I know you took a Freud, s- Freud did a lot of things about the id the super ego oh, yeah, and, the, yeah. And, and the ego the id is the is the uh, uh, no conscience um, sometimes free forming yeah free forming yeah pretty much it's it's like avant-garde jazz you yeah, know nobody just, really understands whatever. it but you know you listen speaks to, to you still or yeah. speaking in tongues yeah I can't do it because I'm not I don't have a thing but but free jazz is very it's similar it's just it, well, kind of it's, a, it's it, and you're right in some ways because your subconscious works out some of the things that are going on in your day because there there's things that you see that are are symbol, symbolic of it usually if you sit down and you, and you have a dream if nobody knows this um, in in uh, college they told us if you're if you're in the middle of a dream and you wake up or you wake up in the middle of the morning you keep your eyes closed and you can usually remember your dream pretty vividly. Yes. As soon as you open up your eyes... It turns like black and white or something. It, it, well, it's gone. It, it's yeah. gone. You, you might remember it maybe, but not, not usually. But if you keep your eyes closed, like there's people that keep dream books by their bed. And really? They'll, they'll, and they'll sit there and write this. I had a dream about toothpicks in my, in my A-hole or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> You're going to dream about that tonight. <laughs> no, I'm not. Get you that damn <laughs> Ow! Ouch! I'll never sit down again. Ow! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> oh, that was too thick. Anyway, I'll anyway, keep my eyes closed. Anyway, if you write these things down, there's some people that say you can look them up in dream books and they'll say toothpicks a hole means this <laughs> means you you you've got some kind of you know mommy issues or whatever. You got some yeah, you got some woo. You got some issues, bro. <laughs> Uh, got some issues. If I have a dream about that, I'm not telling you. <laughs> multicolored toothpicks. Yeah, the really hard ones. When you, when you have dreams with multicolored toothpicks, got some issues. It's beyond Freud, man. Young. It's, 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 we're going to be young, it's man. Carl Jung and uh, the animals oh. and the anima. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you got issues. You talk about dead bodies. <laughs> in, in blue flannel shirts. In blue flannel shirts. You've got issues, bro. Now you sound like yo. <laughs> you got problems. You, you got problem, man. John, where did he have problem? Oh my goodness! So many people we could offend. Oh. Well, well, that's a deep subject. Oh my God! Not too deep. I hope. <laughs> if it's any deeper. Oh! <laughs> Not too deep. Oh! Oh God! Oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> oh, don't not put that thing there. <laughs> put it someplace else. <laughs> uh, Ain't like you, but This only hurt a lot. <laughs> when the doctor says this is going to hurt a lot, you know you're in big, <laughs> big oh, trouble. Because you're just like, oh, it's going to hurt a little bit. Like, oh, I can. Oh, oh holy God, Moon River. <laughs> yeah. oh, boy. But if he says it's going to hurt a lot, Oh, uh, that's you are in trouble. <laughs> we got trouble right here in River, River City. City. Uh, it rhymes with T, and that stands for toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you stop with toothpick. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Uh, Say goodnight, Vinny. Goodnight, Vinny. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you. 